I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to episode 151 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And I'm a little jealous. You're jealous. Yes, you're over there like, yes, Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> You've got both dogs, which are usually one of them is always attached to my hip. But lately, she I think it's because I... Like, You've been gone a lot. I've been gone quite a bit, so she's kind of like, you know, well, fuck you too, ass munch. Well, um, and she figured out that I don't like doing a lot of snuggling and petting. Mm-hmm. Like, she likes to really be up in business. Oh, yeah. Rose oh, is And a, I hate that. Holy hell, she she violates any personal level right. anybody has. But she's gotten a lot better as long as she's not in a super hyper mood. She'll come sit next to me and I will rub her head. Yeah. the so- Like her really soft ears and her soft, like right, right above her eyeballs. Right. And I do that brain melty thing. Oh, and she does and it. She's, she really, really digs that. Yeah. And Rocket just wants to curl up between my legs. Same with me. <laughs> yeah, every morning I come out here and I, I'll start watching something in the morning and he'll hop down and he like wedge himself in between my legs and I actually kind of like it because it's one of those things like you know like this morning I had forgot to turn the heat back on the house after we had shut oh, off yeah. that warm day yeah. so it was a little brisk out here <laughs> um, and I had forgot and I even I didn't think about it I just realized it was a little chilly right so I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, like it's like Burr, it's a little cold and all of a sudden rocket sits down and gets between my legs and warms my nuts up I'm like oh buddy <laughs> just sit there and keep keep making heat sir and but literally it was like warming you up from your core I mean it was from like I mean, it was just straight up the middle there, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was your week, babe? Um, It's been short. I mean, we only recorded yeah. a few days ago, it feels No, but like. I mean, the overall, there we had, there was a lot we packed into those last few days. I mean. Yeah. Because we had the kids' music program on Thursday. Yep. Um, And then Friday, I, like, fr- I had meetings at the office at Friday. Um, I feel like there was something else that made Friday super busy. Why do I feel like Friday was super busy, but it wasn't? It was. It was? Uh, what oh, we had to get Ezra to his mom's. Yeah, and there was and something else. there was something else going on. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden I'm forgetting like what... what oh, I been? had showings and stuff. That's oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you had some showings. I, I had day. actual work to do. Yeah. And then um, 
then Saturday we had uh, I oh it was your brakes that's what's got me so because I jacked your car up and got up in the oh, air yeah, yeah, and yeah. went over the parts so that Saturday morning first thing yeah. I the could brake uh, issue them, on Friday the, yeah they so they started squeaking like a couple weeks ago when I would stop really fast or something or no when I'd stop like just barely touch the brakes it would do that squeaky thing right and I was like I bet they're starting to go and I told you about it. And you were like, we'll just keep it, keep an eye on it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I was like, okay, I'll keep an eye on it. And then on Friday, I I backed over a, a like a, tri- a traffic cone thing, um, but just a little bit. <laughs> and I, I don't know what I did. I knocked something around and it started squeaking even when I was just driving. The, right. It was a brake squeak sound, so... Yeah, either a piece of the cone got stuck in there or like a rock or something. Yeah, it jiggled something loose because there's no way a piece of it got in there because it just wasn't that big of a deal. But um, like my bumper caught it. It was just wasn't that that much of a thing. So I don't know, but it's fixed now. Drives real great. Yeah. Stops. And well, the funny thing is that it it was um, the way that damn car is designed. I couldn't get in there and get a good look at the pads before I pulled everything apart. Um, and so I, they, they looked like they were, had been worn, but they couldn't tell how much they may, they still had about 40% life left on them. They, if I had just bust, dusted off all the brake dust and whatnot and, you know, messing around, they probably would have got last a lot longer. But by that point I had already ordered the brake pads. They're already there. I'm like, screw it. We'll just go ahead and swap them out. No big deal. Um, and so I'll have to remember next time that when I do that, I got to get under with a flashlight and really kind of, it's just, it was like a dark cave under there. I couldn't see anything. And, um, but I also had a lot of other stuff. We we had that going on. I was trying to get that done, and then we had the birthday party to go to yep. for our friend, friends' kids. Um, so I want to make sure I had all that done before that. So I didn't want to be trying to like, rush to that and then do this and do that. Right. Um, and then you had a an evening paint class to go to yep. that I didn't want to jeopardize with the breaks either. So that's why I was like, first thing in the morning, I'm going to do it. And then it was like monsoon and first thing in the morning, so <laughs> I had to wait for a break. Pouring between down the, uh, rain. I mean, just yeah. nuts. I had to wait for a break between rain. It did that today too. Yeah, I did. Thankfully, though, I will say if anybody ever wants like the easiest brake job in the world, just go find yourself a 2013 Kia Rio. I mean, it's finally an engineer got something right. It's really <laughs> nice. The caliper comes off, and the pads are are mounted in there in its own little assembly. And so you just slide them out, grease them up, slide the new ones back in, reset the caliper, slide it on. I had the whole job done in less than ten minutes. It's awesome. On both sides. It took me longer to get the wheels back on than it did to actually do the brake job itself. So, <laughs> you know, that was kind of nice. Um, because a lot of the, some of them, you have to, like, hold the pads into the caliper as you're sliding on and then get everything to kind of shimmy into place. And by far, a, a disc brake job is still simpler than a drum brake job could ever imagine it be. Um, so, I was happy that that happened because I had, literally, I had, like, a 20, I ended up with, like, a 22-minute window from the rain when I went there to do it. And as soon as I got the last lug nut on, tightened down, dropped the car off the jacks, it started raining again. I'm like, woo I win. <laughs> um, and for those of you that ask, well, why didn't you just do it in your garage? It's like, well, our garage is full of, uh, of stuff right now as far as um, we've got the... Uh, we still <laughs> The more, extra couches. Yep, we have the laminate flooring in there. The extra laminate flooring. Because that's got to go in upstairs that we haven't gotten it installed yet. The um, and I just haven't had... The headboard that my dad gave us. Yep, and we have the table. The table and chairs that we took out of the dining room. Like, there's just tons of shit in there. And we haven't had a chance to go through and organize everything and put it where it needs to go. Well, and it probably could all fit on the other side of the garage, except that side of the garage was just a complete disaster. Right, that's that what I'm saying. Do it. Yeah, it's just we can't. I've got a my next project for this spring once this you know monsoon season lets up is going to excuse me is going to be to go out there and tackle that beast and try to get the damn thing fixed because 
I'm pretty much done tripping over shit and not being able to find tools and whatnot. Well, and I want—I really do want to have a garage sale. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of stuff in the garage that we could feasibly get rid of. Couches. <laughs> I don't know about the couches yet, but um, it depends on how much. I mean, we could put them out there for what we want and right. see what happens. But I, all I know is I want them out of my hair. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get them out of the door, I'm—I yeah. me personally, I'm pretty much willing to do at this point. <laughs> so, so we've got lots to lots to work on. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. As soon so, as it gets sunny, because I thought it was going to be sunny, and then I don't know if we're, I, I, I don't know if it'll ever get sunny. I'm and, one of those people that I've I've lived in Oregon for a very long time, mm-hmm. and the rainy season has never really depressed me mm-hmm. or got me down or kind of you know made me all humglum or anything like that. Um, but this year, I'm like legitimately starting like I'm like I'm sit, like I'm just kind of like bleh all the time, and I'm like why am I just so bleh? I'm like oh because you know what I haven't seen that fucking yellow ball of sun in like I don't know years. <laughs> <laughs> or so it seems, and then it, it's a it's a cock tease. Like it'll be like one really beautiful, yeah. nice day, on, and you're like on Friday. It was yeah. like seventy or Thursday. So it was like seventy fucking degrees. It was beautiful, and like I'm like, oh, this is awesome, and I was all happy, and you know, in, in sunshine. I had my sunglasses on. I was listening to music. It was actually Friday, so I was sending oh, pictures yeah, to Friday. um a uh, coworker of mine who lives in California, mm-hmm. and I was showing him the temperature. I'm like, hey, look at that. It's flip flops and shorts weather, and he's like, that's yeah, almost <laughs> short sleeve weather for me. I'm like, you. <laughs> pansy <laughs> and then friday and it's like the dark gray monsoon comes back again in fact i didn't tell you but on the um, what day was that when i headed in oh friday morning i wasn't sure it was going to get super sunny so i was headed into work um the saint john's bridge you couldn't even see the deck wow it was pea soup all the way up i mean you couldn't see the deck of the bridge all you could see are the, the pilings in the bottom uh, and for anybody who doesn't live in portland that's pretty impressive that means that you're pretty much you know clouds on the ground damn near it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty thick at that point um and it's pretty much sea level yeah yeah so that was crazy yeah so but um, we had a great time over at our friend's birthday party this weekend. Yeah. They're you know they did a combined birthday because they're both like their kids are both hardcore into Sugar Rush right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's a uh, Zach. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. It's his kids. Yeah. And um, they uh, so they did. She she his wife went all out. It was so amazing. So yeah. she built a whole uh ra- candy racetrack. And then she had the kids make candy carts out of waffles and pretzels and right. candy and frosting and stuff. And they did a diet soda mountain with Mentos bomb and like the whole thing. It was so awesome. She did a really good job. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was impressed with all that. I mean, it was like, wow. And they got to build their own cars. Yeah. Like, just like in the movie. I mean, so she did. She just she pulled out all the stops and it was really great. But because of that, the kids like mainlined their so weight in much sugar. sugar. And... Even she's like, I'm really, she's like, I apologize when we first got there. I'm really sorry for anything that's going to happen tonight because <laughs> we normally don't even give our kids sugar, but it's a sugar rush birthday party. How can you not? Yeah. I had to do something, but they're going to crash. And oh boy, did our two crash. Well, like, and I wasn't here because oh. I had a paint night thing that night yeah. and the, it's, it was my best friend doing the paint night at her house and she texted me while we were at the party and she's like i don't know if i can even go through with this i've got so much cleaning that i need to do and getting everything done and i need help and i was just like i will come i will help <laughs> i i did the jody to the rescue kind of thing and so i pretty much got home for the party and then left mm-hmm. to go to her house so it was just you and the kids and the sugar <laughs> and you know it's one of those things that i don't mind being home with my kids i don't mind hanging out with them but like they went like i've, ha- I've had their sugar rush slash crash before no big deal 
But this was like two and a, like, they must have been sneaking pieces of candy when we weren't looking at the party. Because no, no, I don't think you realize how much they had. I must not have because it turns out that our kids are giant motherfucking dicks <laughs> when they've been over a certain amount of that kind of stuff. They, I mean, we were, we, I was at the store trying to pick up a few things um, and had them with me. And, like, out of nowhere, like, one of them just kicks the other one. And then it turns out, like, a, a fucking full-on WWE match in the middle of the damn aisle here. And I'm separating them both out. And then they just, they're just, like, fucking glaring at each other. Because I had them on the, on the opposite sides of the cart hold on to the cart. And then one would shove the cart in the other person. And I'm like, don't shove the cart. It was Trent. I'm like, don't shove your cart in your sister. I tripped and fell. I'm like, Trent, I was just watching you. You did not trip and fell. You, like you shoved it in there she's like yeah you shoved it into me and then she shoves it back in him i'm like what the fuck temperance i just told your brother not to do this and then i'm like okay that's it knock it off both of you and then Tempe Tempe just goes mm, and sticks her tongue out and then trent's like oh my god he's like it's the end of the world i'm like so finally i'm like okay temperance you need to go stand over there he's the one that started it. he should stand over there i'm like i don't give a shit who started it i'm saying you need to go stand over there and right now your guys's livelihood i.e minecraft is on the line if you don't knock this the fuck off and what it ended up being is that I didn't feed them regular food soon enough. Like dinner came a little later yeah, than I wanted it to. I know. What so you mean. it was a sugar crash. Plus they were hungry. Yep. And so it was. And they were at the grocery store, which is right. not their favorite place. No. Not a good place to expect good behavior from the get go. Right. And so it was some serious like Lord of the Flies bullshit. And and uh, I I'm just like you know I was I was at I, literally it's the closest I've ever come to taking them both. And just like picking them up by their necks and just kind of whacking them together and knocking them out and going, okay, have some peace now. Well, and then today we went to your folks' place for a couple hours and then we got back and I wanted to get, Tempe's had a laundry hoarding situation for a while yes, where she's got too much, too much laundry to begin with. Uh, And then a lot of it is old, old, ragged or, or too small. Right. So I just wanted to go through it, get it all done and get it reorganized so that she could more easily put it away by herself because I ain't doing it no more. Yeah. I don't do it now very much. But Which is why it's all on the floor. Right. So, because like, and so the part about that that pisses me off, we fold the laundry usually for the kids. Like normally we'll be, we'll, we'll do the laundry, we'll anymore, fold it. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's, all I have to do is take it from basket and put it into drawer. Yeah. And like, nope, it's on the floor instead. It's all strewn all over the place. Yeah. Um, so you were working on that with her. I was working on that, and you got a call that uh, Ezra needed to be picked up a little bit early. So you're like, can I go do that? And I said, if you take Trent, that'd be great, and then I can finish this up with Tempe. She was a complete pill the entire time. Didn't want to do it. Wanted a treat. Wanted this. Wanted to play a game. Blah, blah, blah. And then at one point, I asked her to go upstairs and put, because we're phasing out, she had child size hangers for a mm-hmm. lot of her clothes but now her clothes are too big to fit on child size hangers right so i'm giving them all to trent and i asked her to take up a bunch of them to his room well then she came down and it seemed to take her way too long right she came down with a bunch of easter eggs and i'm like she's like i'm just gonna put these in my room i'm like are they yours she goes yeah they're my eggs i'm like well what's in them she goes nothing i'm like hmm mm-hmm. let me see and i shake it and there's something in it mm-hmm. and i swear to you i thought it was candy I thought she was just sneaking candy, which right. would have been no big deal. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no big deal. She was trying to steal all his little teeny genie things. Oh, really? His um, his uh, his shimmer, shimmer shine, shine t- genies. 
And she, she's like, I wasn't trying to steal them. He gave them to me. I'm oh, like, boy. so if I call him right now on dad's phone, he's going to say he gave them to you. No, he won't remember. I'm like, well, then do you think it was legitimate? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you were trying to steal these from your brother. That's not okay. You need to go put them back right now. But I want them. No, <laughs> like, I'm like, what in the hell? I've never seen her do that before. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, It just... It seems like it might still be related to having had too much sugar because she had more sugar today when we were at your folks' place. So yeah, <sighs> sugar. Yeah, now I'm starting to understand the ketogenic diet so much more now. Yeah, it, it just takes the sugar out of the equation completely. Right, and I'm getting serious about doing it. Oh, I'm already. I, I today I kind of quasi started. I didn't. I well, my coffee obviously. I, yeah. I I didn't have the stuff to do the the butter coffee they're talking about or whatever. Um, yeah. So I the. Uh, so for me here's the deal right i can do it i can't do it when we have so much stuff in the house that i can instead we're trying to burn through so that's kind of my goal is to get burnt through all the stuff we have in the house if we get down to it and we just need to give away some stuff sure but i want to do it but i know that my willpower when it comes to food is at a at an all-time low and it's never been high right (laughs) so i can't do the you know, kids can eat this and we can eat this. No, if we're going on a keto diet, everybody going on a keto diet. Right. And, and I don't think it's bad for them to do that. No. So, no. um, I'm, I'm all for it. I just, we just need it's to gonna make breakfast a little more difficult, but um, I don't know. F- see, for me, it's not because when I'm left with no options, as far as like quick and easy, right. um, it, it really, I can whip up eggs real fast. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's that concept of there is an easier option. I'll go with it. But right. if you take away the easier option, it's not that the other option is hard. It's just like 10% harder than the easy one. And, and you know, right at this point in time before we'll continue on, but right now I can guarantee you, I can actually I hear the thudding of somebody's head on their <laughs> desk. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> just going to apologize right now. If it makes you feel any better, Trent did actually, it turns out McDonald's advertising works. Yes. I Very took him as, uh, out to lunch at McDonald's as a treat the other day. Um, I had, was working from home, and lunch break came, and I had, you know, he was in there, and you needed to go do something. So I'm like, I'll take him to, you know, McDonald's real quick on my lunch break, and we'll go have some lunch, and I'll come back. Um, and so we did that, and he's like, I want to get a Big Mac. I'm like, what the fuck? Huh? He's like, yeah, they got three sizes now. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, either he's seen the commercials on TV, or like... Frank has the bat line to Trent. You know, I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, dude. So just, you know, let your dad know there's three sizes of Big Macs now. You want to try it? And I'm just like, so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, is this his way of getting back at me for the whole Tasmanian devil bit on the show or what's going on? Um, and so then he's like, yeah, and I want to get one. So I went there and we ordered him a Big Mac and he starts eating it. And he's like, he's like, I, I liked it, but then I didn't like it. And I'm like, what? He's like, well, I took my first bite. I liked it. And then I took my next bite and I didn't like it. And so I opened it up and I figured out why. There was like, there was just, there was the normal amount of sauce on the outside. Mm -hmm. But then there was like this giant puddle of the Mac sauce on the inside. I'm like, I think it might have too much sauce. So I got it back down to what, you know, and I I got that huge glob of it out of there and just put like what what I would think would be a normal, you know, smattering of the (laughs) sauce on there. And he's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And so he just mouths, you know, he ate a good three quarters of the fucking thing. I'm like, what the fuck are you putting? this and then he <laughs> well, goes running Murphy around the and tempe have their appetites have, right have have gone up yeah oh that's the big thing that happened i took tempe to get her next yes pop- yes that's what i was trying to remember there you go so this whole dairy nightmare slash stomach upset stomach upset thing and so here, here's I, a pro tip folks 
<laughs> pro tip is when in car accident immediately go see a chiropractor um i kind of i've been thinking a lot about it i know we've talked about it on the show several times and she started having a neck pain she was complaining at school of headaches and neck pain right and that's a scary thing that's like one of the things like if you type in on webmd they're like go to the emergency room <laughs> and i'm like it is a tumor no so um i was like i we should go see the chiropractor because he's who originally told me she might be have a sensitive sensitivity, sensitivity yeah. to dairy and so i took her in there and he's like oh yeah her her cervical vertebra her neck are all twisted up and specifically the ones that control your stomach like the ones that kind of pinch those nerves mm-hmm. so let me do this and if it works it if it helps blah 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 so he does that she immediately like bounced up from the table and was like i can turn my head like an owl again you know like right. and, and was just more vibrant than she's been in a really long time and we've experimented with putting some dairy back in her diet over the last three or four days and we're not seeing those same stomach upset yeah there's no negative repercussions so far so far so it looks like well, she still is not a like. There's certain dairy like she loves ice cream. She loves. Uh, she only likes cheese if it's in the ca- certain quesadillas. Um, but otherwise, she could you know you know take it or leave it. Um, and then she loves chocolate. Right. Um, and those things were all triggering her, and they're not triggering her anymore. So turns out that this whole co- clusterfuck could have been completely related to her neck. But what that also tells me, though, too, is that and this is both a blessing and a, and a curse. She's got my tolerance for pain. Yeah. Like if her neck was that fucked up yeah. for that since the car wreck, then she's just been dealing with it which means she's like me where she can be deal with an awful lot so basically when you get to the point where she's showing pain it's 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 past the normal Mm -hmm. person's you know yeah so so i'm like i've got to it's just something i got we have to follow in the back of our head now that like we've got to try to pick up on things sooner because when she finally complains about something hurting, that means it's really fucking hurting. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ezra has his mother's tolerance for pain, which means if a stiff wind hits him the wrong way, he's sniveling a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, I think so everybody that's what handles we're it differently. To. I yeah. mean, we're yeah. used to that kind of like no shake it off kind of yeah. attitude. And and then when she said her neck hurt really bad, I was, it kind of clued me in that oh yeah, I bet because I was concerned on the day of the wreck that the only thing that she could have had was a concussion or like right. whiplash, and um. I think that proved proved out because it seems like th- that's when all the trouble started. Yeah. So what we're gonna do right now is we got we got on a um, set regimen of appointments. Yep. Because the whole point now is that she's young enough to keep her adjusted that she's growing uh, growing, and then that will stop her from having any long term repercussions from this. And like I remember from my car accident when I was in high school, I wish I would have gone and seen somebody got an adjustment. Yeah. Um I didn't go at all. Oh yeah. Um and every once in a while my neck will seize you seen it, my neck will seize up and I can't turn it and do anything. I just gotta wait it out for a day or two and it's no bueno. Um so uh I don't want that to be her cross the bear for the rest of her life. So I'm trying to make sure we can avoid that now. So that but that was also a relief too. Like it's you know w- so far, knock on wood, we are at the point where we can pretty much say, okay, we figured it out. We're just going to keep an eye on it now and, and maintain at this point. We're not going to have to worry about it. 
possibly getting worse because sometimes food allergies can like morph. Yeah. Like it can start with one one thing and then if it's like or like if it's an autoimmune type thing, then it could be like you know there's nothing they can have except for like you know water and and <laughs> certain types of it just. Well, that's the next series of testing we have to have done. Right. If we can't nail it down, is to make sure she doesn't have some kind of autoimmune. Yeah, and they gotta go through the whole ration of blood work, which would, she would just love that test. All the needles. And She's had else. her blood drawn before. It was not pretty. No. Trent did wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things that it's it's one of the few times that like, you want to look at the doctor in the medical practice and go, you know, I know chloroform works. You just get a rag of some chloroform. She'll stop fighting you. You can get what you need, and then it'll be far better off. Because um, even like we can't like the normally the dilaudid or whatever it's called, the, the little dr- drink they give you beforehand, make you all loop de loop so you don't. She care. won't do that either because you have to try. You have to get her to drink something, and so it took us like what twenty five minutes for the, before that last surgery she had to get her to um. To actually uh, drink the shit in the first place. Yep. And then when she drank it, it didn't quite affect her the way I was expecting it to. Like, she got a little loopy, but it wasn't, like, you know, insanely loopy like most kids do. So, it, she's just, she responds to things differently. It was kind of weird. But, yeah, that's, uh, don't don't be afraid to take your kid to the chiropractor. You might see, seem like it's not necessary. Like, there's no way somebody that young can have a problem. Oh, yes, they can. So, it was, just, was not in the forefront of our, of our uh, line of thinking. Um, so the, but back to the music program, um, that was an interesting thing. Like every year they do a mandatory music program at school. We missed it last year because we were in California. Yes. And, uh, and well, you were in California because that was, that wasn't the trip. Yes, that's true. Right. Um, the, uh, so the school does one music program a year and it's mandatory for all students or there's a makeup assignment you have to do if you don't make it. Um, and it's because they don't have a big enough gymnasium to hold the parents and students and family that want to come to it. They always do it at the high school gym or the high school, uh, auditorium, auditorium where like the drama class or drama stuff that done at. And, um, it just never seems to be like super well organized. Like it's not, it's yeah. <laughs> so, um, but this year, like they had, I guess there was some sort of weird technical difficulty, and the school's mic- soundboard mics weren't working. And after the after the whole thing was over, the, our, the principal came up and they apologized. I'm like, you don't have to apologize for it, but dude, like, he he wasn't the principal. I think he's like the no no no. no I'm talking about our oh principal, our principal because he yeah. did come to us and say, hey, look, you know, and he was telling us what was going on. I was kind of looking at him like, um, I've done this for you before. Like you had a sound part problem at the Grange. I fixed that. I, I do a podcast that I know you know about. Um, you could like hello. <laughs> I could have I could have come there and fixed it because the guys they had I saw who were trying to fix it was a janitor and somebody else and I was like I'm not trying to like you know be you know down on janitors or whatnot but the guy just didn't seem to me like he was like the sound tech type you know so he was probably like normally I just come in here and turn this button on and do this little thing with the sliders and the knobbers here and it all works and it didn't do that this time um, so it was insanely hard to hear because there were spoken word parts between each song. And kids are bashful in front of that many people. And so the music... Except one kid. <laughs> one kid said her well, part, which would have been funny, except it was the second half of a sentence, so it didn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah. So the but my, what I, I found comical about the whole thing was the music teacher was like, just make sure when you get there, you just got to belt it out. And then all the kids got... The kids, you could tell who had the speaking parts because all those, they're like deer in the headlights. Like, fuck, I have to be louder? <laughs> no. Um... And so they were going through that whole thing, but yeah, there's that that one girl, and I think it was like the third, fourth grade yeah. class, and it was something about a marshmallow, and she just belts it out. I'm like, that would be absolutely fucking hilarious if I knew the first half of that <laughs> sense. And we were only three rows back. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, 
But in and amongst that, you could tell from because they, 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 what is it? It's like Kinder goes first. It was and first, Kinder and first. Well, then second and third. And second, third, fourth, fifth, and then six, seven, eight. Yeah, and so you can tell in each class who the drama students are going to be, or the music oh, freaks, yes. or whatever, because there was a at each level there was that one kid. He was in, I think he was in the Kinder first group where he had the um, he had a sport. He's a kindergartner, and he had on a full suit. Oh no! He, no, there was one the one kid that had like the, he had the jeans in a suit. Oh yeah, jeans yeah, and, and, a sport he was, and he was and he was a sport jacket and it was like something like straight out of nineteen eighties. Like, you, you expect him to get off stage and go outside and get in his Lamborghini Countach and take off and you know <laughs> put on the uh, the glasses and whatnot. But he was just up there jamming. And then there was that one girl and I think it was the third fourth blend on the, off to the right hand side where she was just getting into it and dancing around. Yeah. But then we got up to the six seven eight. And there was a girl in there. It was, a, it was a song from Moana, right? Yeah, so they did a song from... They did a How Far I'll Go from yeah. Moana. And... There's this part on... They the, only rehearse these things once a week. Right. For for a short amount of time. Well, unless you're the drama geek girl, and you know she's in her But that's smear. my point. So, <laughs> all the other kids are holding this sheet piece of paper with the lyrics and, like, their lines and stuff on it. And so what they do is so they have them step then they're, But they're passing it around. So this girl comes down to do her solo, and the other girl goes to hand her the paper, and she literally, like, throws it away, like, back at her, like, I don't need that. I got this. Yeah. And just belts it out. And she was a little off-key. She was nervous, etc. I mean, what else do you expect at that right. age? But but she knew the you words. Could see it. You could see it. <laughs> she knew you what could, she was and doing. And you could tell from the expressions she was making one on too. I'm like, you've been in front of a mirror, <laughs> driving your parents fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Singing that they probably know this Moana song better than you do because yep. it's been over and yep. over again. Yep. But it was it was super cute too because she's like, no, nah, I, I, I straight up diva style. So oh not, yeah, I don't need no fucking paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like you know Mariah Carey in her prime before her, she started doing these weird New Year's Eve blowouts and whatnot. <laughs> um, and so and then uh, there was another there's another kid in the school that her parents are more of the um, like free spirited. They're they're hippies. Yeah, like they're like. like her, I, I'm not going to say her name because we don't have we don't have right permission to do it. But her even her name was like you did. Did you guys give her that name just so she could get her ass kicked in school? <laughs> but she like she was into it too. But she was so there's always in, in drama or band or anything else. You always have the two very different personality types. You have the ones that are super bubbly. They like if a song comes on, they get into it. They're like thrashing and dancing and doing their thing. Or the other ones are like no, that's show, like like a Vulcan. Like no, that's showing emotion. You got to take this shit seriously. This is drama this is the <laughs> arts we don't just go willy-nilly and you know let our emotions fly off the handle like that and she, this girl is like that it was she very, looks like she'd be very at home and a dark beat poetry yeah type night. in one of those coffee shops like you know but she also kind of reminds me of like somebody you'd see on portlandia like just yeah and at a, such a young age it's like wow all right cool got it <laughs> Um, she's she's really sweet though. Oh no, she is. She's. I'm, I'm not trying to say this to no. be disparaging. Um, it was just comical to see the two opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm like, I went. I remember this because I remember because I took two years of drama. I'm like, I, I had we had all these types. You had the ones like I was one of the you know when I had to do these little skits and whatnot. I'd always take the goofier approach to it. Um, and and then I'd always there was one girl in our class that whenever you didn't take it quote unquote seriously and you just goofed off or whatever she would just stare daggers and like just you just stabbed with her eyes and it was like and she did phantom of the opera at the talent show and in the full-on mask and everything i mean she went like went went all out and took it very seriously um so it was just kind of funny to see all that but i won at one point 
I looked up because I had it was in between. It was either right before we started. Or it was in between the 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 kids getting you know one class coming off the stage and one class going onto the stage, and it literally flashing back to Hitler Youth for a second. I look up. I'm like, what the fuck? And and I, all the kids kind of had like this heat see hail style like arm salute thing going on. And then I look over at the music teacher and she's doing it too, but she's doing it more like when you raise your hand in class. And so her thing is like, if she puts her arm up like this and has her hand up, all the kids, but it's are a very to, squared. Yeah. Arm. It's a very, it's almost like when you're, when you're, um, when you're taking oath. Right. Right. But all the kids, but all the kids stick their hands straight, straight up and, and out. out. And so I'm just like, uh, <laughs> and so what she's asking for, is she's asking for everybody to be quiet. And I just look up and I see this, and so I, I hop on real quick. I hop on Facebook Messenger, and I, ha- I grab you and one of our other friends. I'm like, "Is there anything about this uh, particular hand salute that seems a bit off to you?" <laughs> you know? And uh, and I'm just like, "This is like, did somebody not think of this? Like, who didn't connect the dots and put two and two together?" And the reason it caught my attention is because when I looked up and saw it, it was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. Like, I'm like, straight up, there's Hitler's youth right there, as far as, like, the look, you know? I'm right. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is no good. No good at all. Um, and, and so that just, that, that cracked me up. I'm like, this is, I don't understand, like, why somebody didn't quite see that, you know, having our kids, especially in today's climate in the United States, like, probably not the best idea. I mean, most of them would fit right in Columbia County. There's a lot of those people out here, but it was still just kind of like, this is not, like, Somebody didn't get the memo on that particular hand signal. It's like that's no longer kind of really the right way to do things. Hmm. So, <laughs> are they okay over there? Yeah. Okay. Um, weird. It, it gave me a notification on the uh, mom's group that I'm in that's local uh-huh. to here, that's uh, in Columbia County. Right. And it was really weird. Like, uh, there's a petition going around to get the principal fired. At but it school? doesn't at the high school. Uh, but it doesn't say why. And I'm really like, hmm, what's going on that I haven't heard about yet? Right. It's one of those like Yeah. Like where it's gonna come yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, I sorry, it was really random. It no, just, it's fine. Um, it applies to me in a way that Yeah, being part of the school panel board and whatnot right. and having to yeah, right. no, I gotcha. So the other thing that was hilarious about this whole musical program was it is so adorable to see the different ideas of what looking good oh, yeah. is. You can tell, first off, whose parents had any influence and whose parents are like, you got to figure this out for yourself or you do what you do you, kid. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm more the you do you, kid kind of thing. Well, so we, the music teacher was giving away for each class, a boy and a girl would each win um, a Best Smile Award and a Best Dressed Award. Right. So, for instance, in Tempe's class... She won the Best Smiler Award. Oh, she was grinning. And the best part about that is she ain't got no front teeth. I know. She but got she, like two teeth in her front. You didn't hear her beforehand. She said, Mom, if I want to be Best Smiler, so can you remind me to smile when you see me and I look at you? So I was kept reminding her to smile uh, the whole time. So she she was she was like, you helped me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, the funny thing is, too, is she she's one of those girls that gets into music, too. But like... It's like that. It's the dramaness of it, though. Well, it's, she's very night at the um, Roxbury. Yeah, because like it's like a whole like a whole body. Like she's not even realize she's doing it. She's just fucking grooving in the music <laughs> and that little head bob thing is going. And then like her hips are shaking. I'm just watching. This, I'm like, you know, if she ever coordinates all this. It's gonna be dangerous on so many levels. <laughs> And I'm just seeing lots of choir in her future, which I'm totally okay with. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. But at the same time, I remember how freaky those fucking kids were. Yeah. Like the choir and band geeks, they, 
anybody was getting some in high school, it was those kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely you know, <laughs> choir band and uh, drama. Although, okay, so I ran into somebody at the paint night party thing last uh-huh. night. Somebody that I did choir with back in back in high school. She didn't remember me, which I thought was really weird because I know we had conflict. Like, I know we did not get along quite. Maybe that was just her way of I'm, continue, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it wasn't just like, I don't remember you. Like You were just a spit in the, I, you know, I don't the palm know. that was high school. Uh, and it's possible that, that that's true to an extent, too. Because, I mean, what senior remembers the sophomore? Like, who cares? Huh? Um, at any rate. Um, but it brought to mind a couple of the guys that I did choir with and i'm like so at the time i was pretty sure that they were probably gay like you know oh yeah there's always a couple but it was still at a time when you weren't allowed to come out in high school like that was not not, well you you yeah not if you didn't want to be ridiculed um, right so there was a a, i just i looked him up on facebook today because it kind of reminded me of Mm -hmm. oh yeah i remember him i wonder yep totally Like, good job. I'm glad you... <laughs> yeah, I, I know I've mentioned this kid in the, on the show before, but that poor kid, kid I went to high school with where he dated all throughout high school different girls from the drama club and whatnot. Yep. And every time they held hands, you could just see the... Like, it was like... It grossed him out. And I felt so bad for the kid. I'm like, dude, just come out and tell us you suck dick. I mean, it's fine. Nobody... I, mean, I, should, I should say, I don't care kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but so the whole dressing up thing. So Tempe got the best smile award. Um, as there were some of these kids that were like all like one of them, like he said, was a full on like suit. And there's other ones that were, you know, different dresses and whatnot. But the one that cracked me up the most, and she's actually a friend of ours. Um, and she's, she's very much a just, you know, like doesn't give two shits what you think kind of person. She runs her farm up there out in the boonies and her kids are amazing and they're super nice and all that. But you could tell this kid dressed himself up and, and he had a pair of camo pants on with a, a bright orange with a blue stripe across the chest, uh polo shirt. I'm like, all right, already clashing. This kid's got, this is awesome. And then he had this weird, like baby blue um, snap on tie on the polo shirt. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> if, if I could just have permission to put, put uh, grab his picture, I put up as a show art, but <laughs> alas, I do not have this, but it was like the greatest combination ever. I'm like, that is Columbia County in an outfit right there yeah and the kid and he had no fucks to go it was so great and then there was the uh you know the other ones like that they had like the bow ties and all this and so it's just those programs are always so cool because do we have a possible kid issue he's screaming all right ah so now we're back back (laughs) now we're back back i just spent two minutes talking thinking (laughs) we had the recorder going after our interruption from trent and we didn't which is fine because i stumbled over myself anyways um so, yeah, the, the kids' music program was funny. It was great. It was cool to see all the different personalities, um, especially the two different personalities from the brothers we had up there. There were friends of ours, uh, the younger one who was just like, you know, all into it, and the older one that was all pissed off because it wasn't Motorhead playing, you know. <laughs> um, so it was just – it was a good program all the way around. And, yeah, so my freight train's kind of been derailed here because of the interruption from Trent. He's been – we think he's getting ready to go through another growth spurt because he does this thing where he has like these bad dreams and these night terrors. And, and he sweats. And he sweats profusely. And then he shoots up like six inches. And it's yeah. like, you got to stop doing that, kid. You're going to you're gonna bypass everybody. Well, it makes me really happy that when I went through all the clothes that were too big, I pulled out stuff that I thought would even be too big for a while. And I, it's going to fit tomorrow. Yeah, he's, start, yeah he's, starting to, like, he's starting to fit into it. It's getting crazy. Um, it's just funny how he handles it. Cause he always, 
He just gets and he'll run a fever. And he'll run a fever. He's just shitty. He gets pissy. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He just wants to lay around in bed all day. He's always tired. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, you're like, wait, you were looking at my kneecaps. Now you're looking at my navel. What the hell? <laughs> you got a lot taller all of a sudden. Yep. Um, but we do have a listener voicemail. Yes, we do. And it's from a, a fellow uh, listener from that we share with the Mediocre Nation. And it's from Bert the Stormtrooper. And I really, I don't have any idea as to what this could be about because the Google translation, um, <laughs> not so much. So here we go. I'll just go ahead and go ahead and do this here. Now hear this. This is Bert the Stormtrooper with a special announcement. Attention parents. Recent studies performed in my house have concluded that teenagers are gross. Prepare accordingly. That is all. <laughs> I'm not kidding, guys. Um, I've got two teenage girls now. Uh, my oldest is 17, and my, my youngest is turning 13 in, in, in a week and a half. Um, and, uh, oh, my God. I don't know what happened. I don't know at what point I lost control, but they are gross. Uh, this morning, my wife and I got up at the same time, and she beat me to the bathroom uh, that's in our bedroom. So I had to go run to the other side of the house to use uh, the bathroom on the girls' side, and uh, I, I didn't know if I wanted to run out of there screaming like my hair was on fire, or if I just wanted to cry, or, or what. I, I think I'd rather wanted to go down the street and use the one in the in the gas station because it was bad. I've lost control, and um, just parents, teenagers are gross. Prepare accordingly. Bert the stormtrooper out. <sighs> I'm actually really glad that he left that voicemail because it remind it's something I forgot to take a note about uh-huh. um, that came up this week, and I cannot agree with him more. Kids do not give a fuck about cleanliness. No. Um. So we had a couple weeks back. We had my parents over for the combined birthday thing, yep. and I want the guest bathroom is also Temperance's bathroom. Um, and so I went in there and I was like kind of getting the sink cleaned up and I, and then I had, I needed to, uh, you know, do my business. And so I went to use our bathroom, our master bedroom, kind of like he went to do, but you had already beat me in there. You were doing your thing. So I went back around into the other, into her bathroom, sat down and I'm like, just this overwhelming stench of urine hits me. I was like, did I just sit in there? But I didn't feel any wet when I sat down. So I'm just kind of looking around and it's primarily used by a female. Mm Mm-hmm. But there is like pee trickled down the bowl, of the toilet onto the floor. So I end up having to hose it down and kind of you know mop it all up and get it cleaned up and whatnot. And so I then just like fuck it. I basically went napalm in the bitch and head to toe sanitizer on the damn toilet. And less than two weeks later or whatever it's been since then, it's back at it again. I'm just like I'm like I don't know if she's got a fire hose inside <laughs> of her or if it's not proper. Well, she's, she's waiting doing- so long that she's not. But she's also doing the same thing that Ezra did at that age where she'll wait forever and tell, yes, fire hose. Like, she waits so long that by the time she sits down, it's like, Yeah. And and so, um, oh, it's just, it's horrendous. Yeah. And then the other day, I'm upstairs because Trent needed to, he's he's been um, eating a lot of fruit lately (laughs) and fruit shooters but the best way i can explain it he's just basically to say there hasn't been a solid stool from him for a little bit except for tonight he had a decent you know a regular bm as it were um so we he kind of kids and wet poops moist poops diarrhea tile style poops they just especially when they're learning to wipe anyways that's that's bad juju if you let them try to you know mop that up so i was helping him out and as he bends over so i can get him wiped up and i look down there is a hunk of turd on the toilet 
not not like fresh from him, not like it's you know whatever. But there's like a hunk of turd, and I don't know how it got into the space that it was. Like it was between where the two parts of the lid connect on the porcelain itself, and it was. I, I cleaned it off, so it was grossing me out. But it was like crusted on, so I had to get some cleaner and spray it down and all that. And I'm like, how in the fuck? And then I started thinking about it, and as gross as it might sound, I know whose poop it was based off of the color and consistency, and it wasn't Trent. <laughs> so I've got to have it, and I discovered this while Ezra was at his mom's house, and I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it yet. And then tonight, go in there, and like, there's fresh spit from toothpaste in the sink, and I knew it was Ezra again because Ezra's toothpaste is a slightly mintier. Um, toothpaste and it's a different color than what Trent uses and I'm like Ezra why is your spit your toothpaste spit in here and he just kind of looks at me I'm like and don't you dare try to deny that it was yours because I can tell by the color well, I don't know so now he's just earned himself the uh, the wonderful job of getting to scrub that bathroom from head to toe but yeah they are they are disgusting little creatures I forgot to tell you about last night so <laughs> don't we, we need to um, pull everything off the sink in Temperance's bathroom and just kind of like wash the entire thing down and 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 whatnot i do that pretty regularly what mm, what so our daughter has very smelly feet yeah she's got cursed by your dad's genes <laughs> yes um that just the slightest uh, it just oh the funk is terrible terrible i just went i went all uh what's his name there from uh as a terrible terrible what, what was this uh, like cleveland yeah cleveland <laughs> from family guy <laughs> um so I go walking in there because I'm, I'm finally getting to the point where both kids are kind of getting to function enough to kind of be able to do what they need to do. So I got Trent started on brushing his teeth and I come running down here to make sure she's on task. And I go in there and she's perched like a fucking bird would be on, on, a, on, a, <laughs> on a thing on the counter. She had climbed the, the, the stool and on the counter in front of the sink, her, her toes monkey style wrapped into that <laughs> to hold herself up there so she doesn't fall over. And she's brushing her teeth and looking in the mirror. And I'm like... Tempe, what are you doing? She does this backward leap thing, and I'm thinking she's going to fall off and hit her head. I'm like, fuck. And then she lands down on the uh, stool. I'm like, don't ever do that again. But why in the hell were you perched on the counter? I don't know. And I'm like, you're, like, you're, you're gross. Fe- oh, we've had guests wash their hands. How long have you been doing this? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh. And so I wipe it down, you know, did a quick kind of, to kind of get cleaned up, but it, it, it's that whole bathroom. We got to go through there and do a nice deep cleanse. Cause that would appear so. It's uh, it's not pleasant. Um, I am. I would be kind of interested to like know exactly what it was about that bathroom that had Bert so grossed out, other than the fact that it's just you know teenage girls and hair and stuff everywhere. Um, I, but couldn't tell you. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just glad we have three bathrooms now. We have one I that know. you know we keep, we keep to ourselves. For the most part. Yeah. The but, problem is that every now and then they still go in there and fuck it all up. Well, Trent the other night wanted to take a bath. We said, sure, buddy. No problem. And he goes in there and like fire hoses the damn thing. And I had to go, I had to sop the toilet up and kind of get it all cleaned up before I could use it. And then he like, I don't know what he was doing. There was that, that meme going on the internet, you know, me, it says at the top, me, don't splash in the water, my kids. And it shows the humpback wheel. It's like, <laughs> and every time we send in there for a bath, that's what happens. There's just yeah. fucking water spray everywhere. Um, yeah, but that's water. At least it's water. It's just water. So speaking of gross toilets, everything else, talk about your friend. <laughs> okay. So my friend, with in the- fact, you should find the post. You, you won't give names, oh, but you should find the post and read all it. Right, all right. Give she's me got, she's a wordsmith. Literally. She really is. Like she, that's she's she, a freelance writer. She so she's truly a, a wordsmith. Yeah. Um, she's, she's good at the, the words and stuff and the things. So, and the way she wrote it was just fucking hilarious. 
And, and the funny thing is, when I first started reading it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> I'll have to remove the names from it. Yes. So. Just, yeah, you can be like, you know, let's see here. Let's, let's come up with the names first. So you're going to be, um, the girl will be Sasha. <laughs> and the boy. That's the weirdest name ever. It was one of the Obama's kids. And then uh, the boy can be Donald. Donald and Sasha. No. <laughs> no, I won't do that to them. You're protecting their identity a lot. Okay. <clears throat> so Donald Dramatic. and Sasha. No. I think she just calls them the twins, so. I finally got the chance to take a nice, long, luxurious shower. It was amazing. The reason I got to relax was because both twins crawled after me and joined me in the bathroom to hang out and play, so I didn't have to rush. I could see them dimly through the frosted glass as well as hear them, so I knew they were safe. Halfway through my shower, the twins started playing with each other for one of the first times ever. As I listened to the sounds of them making each other laugh, my heart soared within me. This, this must be what people imagine having twins is like, and it's amazing. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to take a nice, long, hot, relaxing shower while listening to your baby's giggle, but if you haven't, it should definitely be on your bucket list. I stepped out of the shower to the sight of both twins grinning up at me with giant smiles, pure joy radiating from them. And then, and oops, as they stood on opposite sides of the open toilet, completely soaked. Oh, they'd been playing with each other. All right. They'd been taking turns splashing each other with the pee water in the toilet that somebody forgot to flush. There is no longer peace and joy in this house. Now there is wailing and screeching and gnashing of teeth. Also, the twins have joined me in the crying because I won't let them play with their new toy. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to Ace to buy a toilet lock because apparently they've leveled up and can now lift toilet seats. Happy Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so her po- her posts are pure joy for me. I know. Because when... It's so funny because when like when we get the kids like when we go see her and she got the twins we'll each take one and they're just the most angelic sweet little things every once in a while a boy will get cranky and I'll tell him to shut the hell up and he like, laughs and then we're good and um but then like you 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 can see like they're they're gonna be so much trouble as they get older and as they kind of move through life um and whatnot because they just they they do stuff like that where they 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 think they get together and they they coerce to make her life a living hell and then she's got two very active older boys mm-hmm. um and so her hands are just are, are more than full it's just, it's absolutely batshit insane but when you meet these kids they're just the most cherub looking just sweet innocent and and in particular the boy twin Uh he loves me oh yeah loves me too he now he now like we've bonded Mm -hmm. and um he he just you look at him and you don't imagine he could ever do anything wrong Uh because he's just so sweet and then you see him do something just horribly (laughs) like Like, up and smack his sister on the face Uh (laughs) it's like what you're one of them you use your looks for evil <laughs> and 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 girl twin she she's been um expressing herself a little bit differently lately she used to be the more angelic of the two and mm-hmm. is now slightly more devilish um she has developed this thing when she doesn't like what's going on she uses her body like if you're holding her she does the thing where she flails backwards and stiffens up and, yeah. yeah but like to the point where she's gonna hurt herself right uh, it's just I hate that. Timpy did that for a while too, and I just was like, "You're gonna kill yourself over a fit. Just knock it off." Mm-hmm. But she's not it, my kid, so. <laughs> the best part for me is I've got 
you, we've got our your friend who's got the twins, mm-hmm. and then I got my buddy at work that I work with. He's got his twins, mm-hmm. and it is so. It, it, every night, like every day, I get to talk to him and I talk about him. I'm like, so how how was last night? How are the kids? And it's like another. It's like an episode of American fucking Gladiator. Um, <laughs> we were at this. Um, so his his mother in law has a a where well, she's got like a little condo mm-hmm. in Sun River where we have this event at and. So they Air, they do an Airbnb thing, and so he rented it for the week versus staying at the resort we were at, so his family could come with him. And we're fit, we had just wrapped up; we were getting ready to leave the um, the conference center we were at. And he, all of a sudden, he gets his text message. He looks at his phone. And he goes, "Oh, oh, I've got to go." I'm like, "All right." I'm like, "Everything okay?" He's like, "I'll find out when I get there." One of my kids is currently unconscious. Um, the other one got pissed and shoved her down the stairs. So I gotta go figure out what's going on. And so he rushes back to the oh to the condo, and and it's kosher. The kid wakes up; she's good to go. You know, all the eye things check out. And but then it's also the kid that she's already broke her arm. She's already chipped a tooth because she's like the crazy one. So basically, uh, he knows that like that's gonna be his extreme sports kid. She'll probably be like <laughs> fucking snowboarding off the side of cliffs and whatnot. But he, she had done something to piss off the other one, and they're at the top of the staircase making their way down from their room upstairs. And so that one's like, "Well, fuck you!" Boink, and just. <laughs> She said, her, he said, my wife said she pretty much like Superman. And just bam on the bottom. It was out fucking cold. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so got there. And, and then she she had come too by the time he, you know, mm-hmm. she sent the text out and then she had come too. But she was inconsolable. So he rushed home. And, and what it is with him is that he's the only one when she gets like that that he can calm her down. Mm-hmm. So he got her calmed down. So as soon as he got there, he calmed down. She's like, oh, hi, daddy. And he gets down and runs off. And that was all either of us do it, you know. But I'm just like, Jesus, man. Because it's just, it's always, I think since I've known him, there's been probably nine, ten trips to the ER related to these two. And he's actually wow. got three kids total. Wow. So there's always something going on. Wow. And he's like, yeah, we've already been through the whole, you know, what's going on, asking the <laughs> questions. And now, now we're just on a first name basis, first name basis with the ER nurse. <laughs> oh, Mr. So-and-so, you're, uh, you're back again. Okay. You know, that. <laughs> And wow. so, yeah, it's it's just, it's hysterical in that I'm glad it's you living it, not me kind of way. Um, but you don't realize just how much work twins could be until, until you have that, you know? Something got your attention I thought I heard a noise. Yeah, you did. The, 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 there's some natural, like, clicking and stuff that happens from the dishwasher ah. when it's running. It sounds like somebody trying to sneak around the corner. Well, yeah, it, it sounded like Tempe hiding out in the kitchen. Yeah. But. No, but it was the uh, dishwasher switching cycles, yeah. Gotcha. So, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, no. Now I think back to like Temperance when she was little, or even Trent. Like, I couldn't imagine having two of like, or the two of them at the same time. Right. Oh. I think if we had both of them at the same time, it just would have been a little different because right. we've had our fair share of trips to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't so condensed. Right. Um. And nor were you having toddler fight club. That's the other thing I joked with my buddy about. I'm like, you know, I said if you you could probably make some money off of this on like YouTube or something like that. Just and you're not encouraging them to do it. You just happen to be capturing this all on film <laughs> and maybe making a little coin on the side. He's like, no, that would probably get us moved from the okay list to the bad list. I'm like, yeah, there is that, but still, it'd be funny. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so busy time, good time with the kids. Uh, there was something else we were going to talk about, but I forgot to write it down. Oh, report cards. I did yes. write it down. So the kids wowed our fucking socks off this week. Yeah, yeah. The third quarter report cards came out and Tempe got straight A's, like all like 95 or better. Right. Um, and that's with the little with, missing school. She and, had six absences. Yeah. Um. So 
I was a little pleasantly surprised by that. Right. Uh, also, they do a reading fluency test where she scored off the off the chart. So that was good. Um, and then Ezra bumped up. He he dropped a weird grade. The but, writing and language one. Yeah. That one went down. The gra- grammar. Which is weird because he reads so voraciously. Yeah. But but the math grade that we've been telling him he had to pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up all freaking year finally got up to a B. I was just, I was like. <gasps> yep. So I, 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 I surprised the pants off both of them. Um, I saw that one and I was like super proud. I'm like, dude, good job on getting that grade up. Like I said, this is, and I want, but I'm like, this is exactly what the teacher and I have been telling you or the teacher and us have been telling you the whole time is that a little bit of effort in your part, some studying and some hard work. And here's what you got. You got this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I whipped out a 20 and handed it to him. And he's just like, what's this? I'm like, you did good. You got good grades. You brought your grades up. You earned that. Here's some. Here's a, here's a little bit of payback and reward for you. And then Temper's the same thing. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wanted to give her a 40, but I didn't want to make her feel bad. So I only gave her 20. But I was like, fuck, that's, like, that's some good-ass grades. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, she brought some grades that were trailing. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but but less. Um, less than her average. Right. From the the quarter before yeah it's so. one of those things like sometimes you feel so shit like well you gotta be like you you know and then other parents are looking like fuck you <laughs> my kid can't even get a d for you know but but it's just when your your kid f- falls about off improvement. their yeah right or, or when they, you can see him falling off the horse and you're trying to help him get back on right. um but that was cool to see that so i'm hoping that we can keep this this momentum going through the end of the the term so that we can have the rest of this be like just a good year to finish up with. And then it'll give him a fresh start for next year. Cause that'll be the last year that Ezra is in that school. And then the year in two years, we're going to have a high schooler. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Well, not even two, a year and a half. Yeah. That's scary. Oh, no. well, I guess it- a little over a year and a half. Cause he had a yeah. summer to break in there too. Yeah. But there is, um, I don't know that I'm prepped for that yet to like have a legitimate high schooler. That's just, yeah, not, you start talking like that, and you're like, oh, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> a year and five months. I just did the math. A year and five months while yeah. high schooler. Yeah. No good. No good at all. And then to top it off, to cap the week, Ezra's team got their first rugby win. Yeah. Which is good, because last weekend, they got their asses <laughs> hammered. I posted the one video of the kid that I nicknamed the rhinoceros. <laughs> I would have been scared to be in front of that kid on the field i mean he was just a fucking beast plowing these poor little kids down so this this weekend they got a they got a win which was awesome and they pretty decent spread too like i want to say by three or four scores so cool. you know it wasn't like any just any old win but that's also what i like about this league there's none of this bullshit oh we're beating them too much let's go ahead and just call the game no they they, they if it's a they, i think the running time for a match is 45 minutes and they go for the full 45 minutes and i've seen it like 12 to 0 and there's no fucks to be given about you know hurting feelings they nope you guys just weren't good enough this week sorry good game but move on try better next time and i love that about this because I, I hate the participation trophies and the oh well you tried to get better so here you go we're gonna go to ice cream anyways it's you know it's one of those weird things that i've been i've been thinking about a lot lately i was actually just listening to them, joe rogan's podcast this week and he had this guy who's like this multi-billionaire financial investor and whatnot on there I downloaded the episode because I thought it was a com- it was the uh, guy from the movie Chips. What's his name? Uh, something Pena. Um, Michael Pena. That's where I fucked it up. See, this guy's name is Dan Pena. 
And no, it's not the whole, they look the same bullshit because I just saw the name, but I, I confused the two. And then this guy starts talking like, this is not a comedian. They start talking about finances and stuff that he did. But um, he, he was kind of going off about, you know, and he's one of the old school. He's like in his seventies, so he's a little bit old school. But he's like, you know, men, you know, men these days aren't really men; they're pussies and all that. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily get behind that. But he did bring up some good points about the whole, the the participation alone attitude, like just showing up is good enough, and we reward mediocrity. Is is kind of, it's it's shooting people in the foot because it does not necessarily prepare them for the real world. And I and I kind of sit, I sh- I kind of shoot down the middle of that. And, you know, I don't want to go back to the whole, you know completely insensitive nobody cares about anybody else's feelings nobody right. whatever the way that it has been in the past but we i think we have swung the pendulum too far the other direction where it's got to be so pc and everything has to be so on point as far as not hurting feelings that you're not giving these people um the tools necessary to succeed in the world it's like, and that's why you get these 34 and 40 year olds that are still living at home with their moms and whatnot and to some extent, I, I can get behind that as well, too. I don't, once again, fully agree with it. But something he said that made a lot of sense, and I just had it, and now poof again. I'm trying to get it back. Um, oh, why did I? I had it. It was in my head. It was there. I was going to say it. It was going to be, like, prolific and shit. And then I totally just deflated. <laughs> I don't know what. Because he was talking about. PC and being too correct and this and that and not having the skills and oh what he said was is that if the world was based upon kindness and love and that was something that was like just default everybody was operated off kindness and love then this whole movement we've had lately with the with everybody being acceptable of everything and complete tolerance and they had brought up the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing and all that other stuff and I'm not going to dive into the you know the the polit- politics or anything like that he's like then those types of mentalities would work just fine he's like there's nothing wrong with wanting to aspire to make the world a better place he's like but you've also got to be able to live within the world that we currently have and the world we currently have is not all you know, Care Bear farts and, 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 and fairy tales and whatnot, you've got to understand that there are those out there that don't give two fucks about you or anybody else, and you've got to be prepared in how to handle and deal with those. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's a legitimate thing. Like, there's been, even I think there's been times that we've lost it with raising the kids where we maybe focused a little too much on being kind. And not to say that we need to teach our kids to be assholes, but we need to teach our kids how to be able to handle assholes because they're right. going to encounter them in their lives and when you don't ever show your kids how to properly be able to take whatever take flack from that mm-hmm. or handle that or be exposed to it then they really don't know what to do and it, it does warp their their worldview a little bit right but the argument is how do you make kids who don't take that negative feedback from their peers negatively there's schools of thought that are different because right. there's one school of thought is be a little harsh on your kid or don't coddle them too much right and, and let let them learn how to let things roll off their back the other is to be so supportive and so positive to your kids that when negative happens it doesn't affect them because they they feel secure in the knowledge that they aren't dumb or they aren't oh, ugly yeah. or they like right and 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 so but my my thing is is that what I what I have noticed where the problem comes from are the ones that are so that are 
super supportive, super positive, super everything, but they shield their kids from being exposed to any negativity at all. Mm -hmm. And so they don't get the um the tools to take that positivity and support whatever and and use it as a secure base to be able because they just they encounter this unknown thing and they can't process it right and and that's more where i look at it from is that no we're not we don't need to dump all of our kids we don't need to you know whatever but if we are out in public somewhere and somebody's losing their shit and the kid's like, what's going on? Like, well, basically what you've got here is your, your classic American asshole (laughs) and you can either engage them, which never really does anything except, you know, flame, you know, fan the flames, or you can understand that some people are like this. You can maybe try to help if there's, if there's something like legitimately upset about, or you can try to defuse the situation, you know, but trying to actually get them to see it from your point of view is probably not going to work. So just understand that you don't have to act that way. The world doesn't have to, you know, other people don't have to act that way, but some people in the world do act that way and mm-hmm. just be aware of it. So, because I, I get the, like I said, you, the whole making them so secure and confident that you're, that's good to go. But then you get a little bit of that, um, if you don't show them that there's negativity and things can happen, you get a little of that, that, that character that what's her name created on SNL, the superstar character, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just completely oblivious to the fact that like, you just, it's not always happy go lucky and the world's not the way it would be great that if it was, but you've got to be able to kind of operate within the constraints that you have. Um, cause what did they say had happened? Oh, they had brought up this guy that had made a joke about, he had made a joke about, he said, oh, my wife, my wife just went on vacation for the weekend. Finally, it's in peace and quiet. Like, it was just, you know, an offhanded joke. He wasn't, like, really saying, like, like you could, it could be taken any number of ways. And he ended up resigning from his job because it was a joke he made on Twitter that was getting a fuck ton of backfire from it. And the company's like, we can either, you can resign and we'll help you with severance and whatnot, or we're going to have to fire you. We don't want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of like, it's ridiculous that you can't have a joke like that and, ha- and not have it. I'm going to have to do some research because if, if it really is that simple, that seems like really weird. Yeah. But if it's more, you know, I wish you'd get her ass back in there and make me a sandwich. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they're, no, they, they're, they read the tweets on there. Okay. And it literally was it boiled down to. Finally, some peace and quiet. Like, it was like, I got the, I took it as, she's gone, I got the house to myself. Ha. Ah. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you sexist son of a bitch, you misogynistic piece of shit. And they were just fucking lighting it up. And what they were talking about was that, you know, you got all these people that, that they're looking for a cause. They're looking for something mm-hmm. to champion. And they pick the most mundane and stupid things when they could be looking at, like, you know, helping hungry veterans. Or they could be, like, actually making a real change in the world. But that would require actual effort on their part. Right. So they don't. But there is something to be said for casual misogyny. Oh, yeah. Like, there is something to be said that that's not okay. And, like, especially if his job is, like, human resources or, like, it depends on what his job is. If his job is, like, the the male-female liaison and this really, like, maybe that makes a difference. I'm just saying. I can understand that to a point, but at the same time. I don't think anybody should lose their job over a joke about their wife being gone in their. Because it would be the same thing, like, if you made a joke about me leaving and, like, you know, finally, you know. Couples have those thoughts about each other. I, I agree. It's and legitimate. I've read way worse on, on right. Twitter. That's kind of my point is that I don't believe anybody should lose their job over it. I don't think that 
I think that people get really butthurt when they get called out for something. Mm-hmm. Like they have to defend it instead of acknowledging, oh, you're right. That is kind of a misogynistic comment. I Sorry. Didn't, I, I didn't get that either. I just, he, he. But you get what I'm saying. Right. No, There's, he, it was more like he just like, I, he's, and I think Joe's going to try to get him on the podcast and yeah. interview him if he hasn't already. I, I'm not completely caught up on the feed and whatnot, but it was just the whole thing kind of like, you know, like somebody should be able to, and like, for example, if you listen to the latest Dave Chappelle comedy special, there's legitimate rape jokes in there. Mm-hmm. This might sound horrible, but the way he did it actually made sense because what it was, it was about Cosby and how this guy was a hero for a lot of kids from his generation, especially African-American youth. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he figured out he's raped 54 women. And then he's talking about, you know, how like that's like... You get to you get to you know twenty four when he's even the first what was it he said when the first twenty four accusations came out I was like damn that's still two dozen you know and it was like so it was a rape joke but it wasn't a rape joke talking about ha ha rape is funny it was like what the you know this whole thing about this guy that was kind of idolized and whatnot right but I know that he took a lot of flack for the fact that he's not sensitive to female issues and rape and it's right. like that's not what he was talking about at all and so the whole. Let's make all the topics that could ever possibly be out there be taboo that nobody should ever talk about it. If somebody somewhere can be offended by it, it is just it, it's taking a good thing and souring it so much that people don't want to get behind it. Um, and so balance is kind of like the key word for me. And we don't ever seem to see that in our day to day lives when it comes to this kind of stuff, whether it be about pol- politics or it be about um, how to handle or talk to other people. Like, yes, legitimately, we should not rape shouldn't be okay it should not be something that's you know very is not made fun of but to say that you feel traumatized in some ways but that somebody you idolized violated 54 women but do it in a comedic fashion should not be a bad thing so it's touchy it is it's a touchy subject but that's the whole point is that i'm actually way more concerned with casual misogyny than i am with direct with dave Chappelle talking about talking in a negative way about a man who raped women right that that is bring that is still a negative connotation to a negative thing right um casual misogyny is just a lot worse yep a lot uh, and it it's um i i had it happen last night and i'm not gonna talk about it on the show but it it actually like hit me really hard like mm-hmm. i was like you just said that out fucking loud do you even hear yourself and it was really hard to to not say anything out of respect for the fact that I'm in somebody else's house. house yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I can't even, I can't, oh my God. Yeah, I, I've crossed that threshold one time. Same topic. Yeah. Good friend of mine, you know her. I've known her for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and her ex now, but husband at the time, said something. And I had already heard about other things that he had done. And so I, I just, it's, I snapped because I, I, my, I, and I lost it. And I got him up, I got in his face. I said, if you ever speak to her that way again, you're going to be wearing dentures because I will fucking knock your goddamn teeth in the back of your throat. I, I said, dude, I'm done. I'm done with you speaking to her that way. I'm done with you doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I was fucking just shouting at him right in the middle of his house in front of all his friends and everything. And he kind of was looking at me and he kind of stepped forward. I'm like, go ahead, dude, bring it. Because I've been waiting for an excuse just to fuck you up. And this is it. So you go ahead and see as much as touch me and I'm going to melee your ass. I said, or you can turn around and get the fuck out of my face. 
this is my fucking house. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the fact, I pulled her aside. I said, I really need to apologize because I'm like, I'm in your space and my bad, but Jesus Christ. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, no, I said, if here's, I said, seriously, if this comes back to bite you in the ass at all, like if he takes it out on you, I better be getting a phone call. I don't care if I have to go to jail for it. I'll make it worth my motherfucking time. Yep. But this is going to be, you know, I'm not going to have him speaking to you that way anymore. It's just sick. So I know, I know that, I know that whole line you have to walk where you're in somebody else's to- territory. And especially if it's directed at the person who's ho- the host, yep. you don't want to do anything, but at the same time you do, because it's so detestable that you're just like, I can't even believe that this is allowed or this is put up with or whatever. And of course you don't know all the ins and outs and all the little intricacies necessarily, but. Well, and there was ugh. some, there was some, um, misogyny going into it because I, I feel like. I'm on a soapbox, but so everybody showed up and then one of the people that showed up was one of the lady's parents and they were a little older. They happened. He happens to be a pastor and he had signed up to do it, not knowing that it was going to be all women. Right. And he felt like, like, oh, I shouldn't do this because I'm a guy and it's all women here. And like was talking like, like, oh, I'll get your sister to come or I'll get the, you know, and like he couldn't find anybody to take his place that he'd already paid for. Right. And finally he's like, I guess I'll just hang out with the girls and blah, blah, blah. But like, why should he feel like he can't, because you know? Because being in that role. I know. Oh, trust me. I know. They're, the accusations Because all of a sudden it went from a BYOB event to a, we don't do that here. No, not even that. I know, but the, right. uh, as a side note, it I'm, also just. No, I'm looking at it more from. The perspective of the accusations that were levied against me when I was in a youth group and I was considered one of the quote unquote leaders of said youth group. I was like one of the the peers that you could come and talk to. And unless it was something that was going to be detrimental to your health or life, I was like a confidant type thing. You kind of you seek counsel on me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got reprimanded for having a conversation one on one with a female mm-hmm. because people might accuse us of possibly doing things on un- toward of you know people and i'm like if she's comfortable talking to me about this stuff and not talking to anybody else and knows that she can trust me there should be no reason why she can't approach me and we can't go talk about this so you guys are you're the reason this kind of shit happens because you put all these ideas you literally are injecting these ideas into the kid's head like you know they don't they don't want you like you know touching each other in bad ways and whatnot. I'm like, that thought never crossed my mind till you said it. <laughs> I had no intentions of touching boobs or anything else till the words <laughs> came out of your mouth. Then it's like, oh yeah, she does have a nice rack. Thanks a lot for pointing that out to me, asshole. I didn't pick up on it at first because I, in, where I was at, I was looking at it from a different perspective. I wasn't looking at it as a, you know, that, and so I'm like, this is so fucked up. But that's like, especially as a pastor, mm-hmm. because it can, A, the Catholics fucked it up for a lot of people. Yeah. But B, you get put, put in a position like that and then you just feel... Like you can't be around women because he, because as a man you don't want to have to try to fight false accusations. It's a lot harder to prove innocence on certain accusations, especially in today's culture, than it is to just avoid it completely. Which is super shitty because then you can't actually have genuine friendships if you feel that way or you you subscribe to that with people of the opposite sex. And so like with us, we're just with our kids like don't be douches like don't be. Right. You know, don't just because you're a boy and she's a girl doesn't mean you have rights to just, you know, walk up, grab tits, grab ass, do this, do that and have expectations of things to happen. Um, And so 
Yeah, it, it gets sketchy. That's why I get it. I can see why he didn't want to show up, and it probably wasn't even anything to do. He didn't want to hang out with women. He didn't want to take a chance at somebody accusing him of something that he's not about, which is just sad because he probably could have enjoyed himself a lot more if he didn't have that hanging over his head, just as much as you guys could have enjoyed yourselves a lot more if you didn't have the thought of, we don't drink in this house hanging over your head because you might feel you offend the guy, you know? So, but I think it's enough back and forth and, and territory to cover for an episode. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> so if you guys want to support the show, um, more than just listening to it, we love all our listeners. We love the feedback. We love the hearing the voicemails. Um, you know, you can leave us a voicemail. You can send us voicemails. Uh, the contact information will be at the end of the show, the uh, little stinger at the end there. But we do have a nice little merchandise link on our website. If you go to badparentingpodcast.com and click the merch link, um, you will be able to go to our store and buy different shirts and mugs and other things that have our logo and stuff on it. We are going to be expanding that as soon as I can find time to do some new designs and whatnot and or pay somebody to do designs for me that doesn't like break the bank. Also, um, we're probably going to be starting up a small patreon-ish slash gofundme-ish some sort of campaign to make a little money here so we can upgrade some of the sound equipment but as always we love our listeners we want to um did we already do a special shout out to dan for the the medals he's making for the school thing nope do it oh. give him some love this boy needs some more love from us <laughs> I, I think he may be overdosing on love from us but nah, uh, he wore our shirt at an art show it's time to pay him back <laughs> Um, so I am doing the talent show again for the, for the school and we needed some kind of award to give out last year. I kind of fell on my face with some, uh, what did I do? Oh, candy boxes or something. It was just lame. So, uh, I asked him, I'm just like, I text him like, do you think maybe you have something that would work for this? And he's like, yep. And he came up with an idea and implemented it within 24 hours. So I was pretty shocked, amazed and, uh, yeah. Like a goddamn professional that he is. And he even posted a video of how he was doing the, the color. coloring. I so know. I'm going to show it to the kids. And like, legitimately, like, this yeah. dude, blood, sweat, and motherfucking tears. Yeah, it was pretty And some awesome. hot heat, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for the kids to see him because they're different. It's not, you know, a dime store trophy right, or right. something Some, silly. You know. It's something they can wear and, you know, it's going to be very unique to each individual person and each individual event. And it's right. cool. Yeah, so no, he continues to amaze me with the shit that he comes up with and the stuff that he does and the and all that. So, um, and we forgot to get the fucking pictures today while we were at my dad's house. <laughs> Thankfully, I got to go back over there for something this week. I think this week, next week, something. I'll get him to you, bud. I'm sorry, I was supposed to get him today, but it got a little sideways with the kids and the candy and all that jazz. So. Oh, so much candy. But yes, yeah, so if you want to support our listener Dan and his business, Rock Salt Metal Works, we are fans. Um, have been for quite some time. He does good damn work. And uh, otherwise, if you are know us, good long damn enough, work or damn good work, both. Okay, good to know. Yes, I need me some of those, uh, those paper airplane looking things. Those are, or the bubble, the the, the, the little. I bubble. want the bubble ones, but for, yeah, I think those airplanes for the front yard would look really. Yeah, awesome. they would. <laughs> they would. They were really cool looking. Um, so also, we have uh. Plenty of listeners that have come from the Mediocre Show. So if you guys have found us and are not part of that fan base, give them a listen. Oh, yeah. Good bunch of dudes. A good show. I'm starting to sweat a little bit because it's getting down to the time where I have to start working, thinking about the best oh, of the show yeah. again. I got to start kind of piecing that together. That's going to be fun. But otherwise, unless you have something else to add, babe. No, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. All so. right. Until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye.
If you'd like to contact the show, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace or Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's out there now. Here it goes.